Geisha vs. Bourbon, a crash course in coffee varieties. In wine, varieties reign supreme. Everybody knows what a Merlot is or a Chardonnay. But in the coffee world, they're less understood. You might have heard of Geisha, but do you know the difference between a Bourbon and a Tipica? Or why that even matters? If you answered no to any of those questions, don't worry. Today, we're going to give you a crash course in coffee varieties. Get ready to learn why they matter, what they are, and all about some of the main varieties you should know. Why are coffee varieties important? How important coffee varieties are depends on your role in the coffee supply chain. If you're a consumer, you might be wondering why you really need to learn another set of labels for your coffee. Is the variety really that important compared to the country of origin, roast level, and processing method? And if it is important, why do only some coffee bags tell you about it? The simple answer is that coffee varieties can affect the flavor of the coffee. Some, like Bourbon, are known for their sweet taste. Others, like Gesha, Geisha, are known for tea-like qualities. But coffee flavor isn't just about the variety. It's also about the growing conditions, processing, and more. The uniqueness of a high-quality coffee is part of what makes this beverage so wonderful. Roasters, you need to know about varieties because they affect both the flavor profile and how you should roast them. Different beans will have different sizes. Margojipe is famously large, while mocha is tiny. And since roasting is a physical transformation, how heat is transferred throughout the bean is of key importance. You need to understand the physical makeup of your coffee, especially if you're blending. And producers. Varieties are of critical importance to you. Your choice will affect the flavor profile and potential cup score, the hardiness of the plant and its resistance to disease, its productivity, which elevation and temperature it grows at best, and more. Another reason to care about varieties is that Arabica coffee has a worryingly low genetic diversity. This means it is more susceptible to disease and climate change, and could even theoretically become extinct in the future. Creating or finding more genetic variety is of key importance right now. Species, variety, cultivar. What do these all mean? Now we know why varieties are important. Let's take a step back and look at what they actually are. There are many different species of coffee, over 100 according to World Coffee Research, WCR. But the main three are Arabica, Robusta, and Liberica. Specialty coffee shops rarely sell anything but Arabica, shunning Robusta for its harsher, more bitter taste, although some shops are making the case for fine Robustas. Liberica is typically only consumed in the Philippines. The category below species when describing plants is variety. Varieties refer to different variations within the species. For example, Katura is a variety of Arabica, while Inganda is a variety of Robusta. As for cultivar, that's a coffee variety that has been created by humans in an agricultural setting. Another point that confuses many people is the difference between varietal and variety. Simply put, variety is a noun and varietal is an adjective. 
However, because language is almost as complex as coffee genetics, it's possible to use varietal in a way that stands in for a noun when discussing the coffee product rather than the plant. This is something called nominalization. But this is an article about coffee, not linguistics. It's enough to say that the differences between varietal and variety are just grammatical. Some coffee varieties you should know. There are many coffee varieties around the world, and we couldn't hope to cover all of them in just one article. However, we're going to take a quick look at some of the most famous or noteworthy Arabica varieties. We're going to start with Tipica. Tipica coffee is one of the earliest and most important coffee varieties, having been around for centuries and engendered numerous others. Notable Tipica varieties include Java, Margohipe, and Timor Hybrid. We'll talk more about Timor soon. You'll find Tipica farmed in Central America, Jamaica, and Asia. WCR labels it as low-yield, high-quality, and susceptible to rust and pests. It's often described as having a clean, sweet acidity. Now let's talk about Bourbon. A natural mutation of Tipica, Bourbon is a high-quality, medium-yield coffee known for its sweet taste. It has, however, low resistance to leaf rust, coffee bear borer, and other diseases and pests. It's commonly grown in Burundi and Rwanda as well as throughout Latin America. Why should you care about Bourbon? Well, for the same reasons why you should know about Tipica. Its early appearance in the coffee variety tree means it has also engendered numerous others. It's also a fairly common plant celebrated for its good quality. And then there's the Ethiopian heirloom. While most Arabica coffee varieties descend from Tipica or Bourbon, coffee originally comes from Ethiopia. In fact, Kew Gardens have established that the country holds 95% of coffee's genetic diversity. When you see Ethiopian heirloom written on a bag of coffee, it means that it was probably grown wild or in a lightly cultivated garden. And then there's the Timor hybrid that I mentioned before. The Timor hybrid is a controversial coffee since it is a spontaneous Arabica robusta hybrid. Robusta is a more, well robust coffee species. It offers hardiness and resistance to coffee leaf rust in exchange for a less appealing flavor and aroma profile. This unique coffee has been used in many cultivars, particularly Cadimors and Sarchimors. Cadimors are a group of Katura and Timor hybrid crosses, while Sarchimors are a group of Via Sarchi and Timor hybrid crosses. Examples of these include Castillo, Colombia, and Marseillesa. Specialty coffee buyers can be wary of any plant with a Timor hybrid parentage, but some producers, especially those at lower altitudes where coffee leaf rust is more likely, believe less risk is worth a potentially lower cup quality and price. And then there's one you may know, the Geisha or Gesha. This one originated in the village of Gesha, Ethiopia, under the radar until 2003 in Panama. Since then, Panamanian Geisha has become one of the industry's most famous coffees, with most coffee championship finalists using it, and a recent green bean auction price of US $601 per pound, it's become a byword for excellence and exclusivity. It has a distinct profile, tea-like with a jasmine aroma, orange blossom and bergamot notes, and delicate florals. As for the plant, 
It grows best at high elevations, it's low-yielding, and it can be delicate. While it has earned excellent prices at auction, there have been horror stories of producers growing it outside Panama only to see their plants die in unfavorable climates and soil. And then there are F1 hybrids. They are a new generation of coffee varieties that have the potential to be high-quality, rust-resistant, and high-yielding. They are typically mass-produced in advanced nurseries. Notable F1 hybrids include Centro Americano, which has seen recent success in the Nicaraguan Cup of Excellence. One of the most important points about F1 hybrids for producers is that they are typically more expensive and harder to obtain. They are mass-propagated in sophisticated nurseries with tissue culture labs. Uh, In other words, they're cloned, instead of by seed. This is necessary because their germinated seeds, the F2 or second generation, will not necessarily possess the same great qualities as the F1 mother plant, meaning that farmers cannot rely on the performance of the plant. For this reason, WCR advises that producers only buy from reputable nurseries. Perfect Daily Grind has another article on F1 hybrids to go more in depth, if you like. For now, we'll move on to Catura. This is a natural Bourbon mutation. It's a dwarf tree with an average yield, average quality, and average bean size. In fact, the WCR description of an average yield is Catura-like. It is susceptible to rust and pests and is commonly grown throughout Brazil and Latin America. Catua E is a Mundo Novo and Catura cross that shares many of the same characteristics as Catura. It has average yield, average quality, average bean size, and is susceptible to rust and pests, and it is a dwarf plant. This is only an introduction to the wonderful world of coffee varieties. There are many more that deserve attention. Pacas, Pacamara, Maracatora, Rum Sudan, Lorina, SL28, SL34, the list goes on and on. Producers, pick your coffee varieties carefully, do your research, understand the demands of each one, and the risks that come with it. When planting a new variety, consider starting slowly with only a small portion of your farm. As for you, coffee lovers, taste as many varieties as possible. Pay attention to how they differ. Compare different varieties grown in the same region and the same variety grown across different regions. As you start to learn more about how the variety can affect your cup, your appreciation of coffee will only grow. We want to give a special thanks to World Coffee Research for their input on F1 hybrids. You've been listening to an article by Perfect Daily Grind, originally published August 1st, 2017, and written by Tanya Newton. This episode's reading was done by me, Jesse Hartman. For more articles like this one, go to perfectdailygrind.com.